the world will continue if you die, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> that's like that's my whole thing. Like that's my whole division is that like I don't mean anything, you know, in the end of the day. Huh. And what does that mean? That just leads me with my ambition to live my life totally. And This me, is the Scoop Me Out podcast with Jorge Chavez, where he uncovers people's unique stories through career and personal experiences. Thank you very much for joining. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, Natsune. Mm-hmm. Natsune. Natsune. All right. Yes. Natsune, she's the author of The Game of Self-Domination and the host of Life of Education TV. Yes. Recently, you just launched your book, The Game of Self-Domination, right? I think it's in last okay, August. The Game of Self-Domination. Correct. Right. Actually, I have it here. This You're posting it on video as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just yep. going to show it as well. Nice. Just- nice. Cool. Could you give us a brief of what is your book about? Yeah, so I like to describe it as a book that describes how one can create mental transformation in three different phases. Mm-hmm. The first phase, I speak about how one can create commitment in life because so many people have, you know, I wish if I was this or that, right? But yeah. I'm a big fan of like, you know, romance doesn't mean shit if you don't execute, you know? So, yeah. you know, I, I really wanted to know what makes people decide, like commit to the decision. Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization that it's all about emotion in that phase. You can't necessarily have like logical thinking in that place. You have to just like commit with your emotion, like 100%. And then once you commit, Now we, uh, in a second phase, I start talking about resilience, how to gain resilience in life, how to gain resilience in the goal that you committed in the first phase, where now it comes with logical thinking. It comes with the importance of like self-awareness, having the capacity to, um, I guess, look at situation from logical perspective, understanding that you're not really a matter in this world but you're essentially just this, um, I don't know how to word it out, but basically understanding that what you perceive reality is not necessarily a reality, but it's just a perception of whatever you're thinking of, right? So from that angle, I stretch out a lot um, to say, like, you know, whatever the problem or, Uh, adversities you face is like they don't necessarily have to mean that much you know mm-hmm. <laughs> in the end of the day Probably. which we can revisit this topic later because I actually came to another organization uh-huh. which might be interesting to talk about which is to say there's no purpose in life huh. and we can revisit that later but basically yeah, yeah. I talk about that in a second phase where Basically, in this, during this phase, all I do is coaching. All I do is encouraging you. All I do is like telling you, you know, you need to redefine the definition of failure, um, right? So mindset, like a training, like mm. we, we're creating this uh, mental fitness. And also, yeah. we're not doing that from emotional state no longer. Like we're also doing that with the practicality. We're also doing that from logical thinking. Um, and then the third phase, we, we talk about 
let's redefine the definition of success and happiness uh-huh. because the thing is until now we we spoke enough about redefining the definition of failure which is a very common topics i think a lot of people talk about but i think what uh, people miss often is actually redefining the definition of success and happiness like a lot of people know what it means to like start something and really like strive for something mm-hmm. but during that game because they didn't define what their definition of happiness is or what their definition of like actual success was they get caught up in this in this like the hustle they get caught up in this like whatever they're doing right like mm-hmm. whatever they're doing and then not necessarily knowing what their end goal is like oh. to like for example if we talk about like there's so many billionaire billionaires millionaires mm. with like super miserable life like mm. they they get to the place yeah. but, but they're not happy and yeah. that's that's not that's not happiness right so the most important thing is here is i i speak about success as no one destination but i speak about success as like just living life you know mm-hmm. so in the third phase i actually included even like two different po- poetry kind of or right. and then also like a speech from steve jobs right? right and then to really articulate um what i'm trying to say in that phase mm-hmm. where i say basically you know success and happiness has nothing to do with your final destination mm-hmm. but it's it's something that exists inside of you and that mm, makes you unlock your full potential by having it yeah yeah that's quite interesting that's quite interesting i, I saw that you actually break it down into 15 practical steps to accomplish mm-hmm. this right yeah. So yes. let me let me quickly uh, go back to the time where you decided to write this book, and could yeah. you describe like why you actually came up with this this idea, why you wanted to to share this book with everybody? Yeah. yeah. So I think why it really comes back to uh, my ambition of I I wanted to have some sort of like a media uh, a personality, you know. Yeah. But until then, what I was doing was a lot of like back end business stuff. I had my own business and everything like that too at oh, the wow. time. But there was no way that um, I was making my like face out, you know? Mm. But I, um, I knew that I was good for like a more like a media personality. Like that's what I'm good at because uh-huh. I'm so basically th- that was the beginning of the intent intention and i was thinking about like different forms that i can um that i can communicate with right yeah and writing comes very naturally to me because maybe you can tell probably you're neither from the united states but Uh um english wasn't my first language right right so i'm actually japanese and it's actually super funny because i'm japanese and i'm in japan i was born and raised in japan and I tell people, oh, I wrote the book. And then people ask, oh, like you wrote it in Japanese, right? And then I'm like, no, I wrote it in English. <laughs> it's so funny. But um, I, uh, I, I knew that writing was one of the forms that I could do very well. 
instead of like speaking or like other forms. And um, I had this matrix that I was using when I was running my business. I call it now, I call it as life of method. And which is this scoring system that I came up with when I manage my projects. Uh -huh. And I noticed that it could be applied for life organization too. Uh -huh. And I'm just going to give you a quick overview of what it is. So yeah. this matrix uh, accounts for five different concepts. And uh, I have a business and economics background. That's why I have very good balance between okay. like understanding the arts, like, you know, passion, like inspiration, like I'm very emotional driven person. But in the same token, I also understand the value of like business operation, understanding the value of like logical thinking. This right. is why I can pull from the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And then um, this is why one of the thing I noticed about me is that uh, in a daily like operational stuff, I'm very practical. And I came up with this matrix, once again, that accounts for five different people and concepts. The first one comes from um, a Italian engineer. The second one comes from the consulting firm, the international consulting firm. This right. is a communication frame that they were using. And the third one comes from the Toyota Lean Manufacturing, uh -huh. um, Lean Thinking. And then yep. the fourth one comes from British economist. The fifth one finally comes from um, 34th US president. And then basically they, each of these people and organization had their own like framework that they were using in their operation, right? Mm. Um, like a strategy. And then yeah. I basically combine all that business and economic strategy into one matrix that people can use in their daily life oh, to wow. organize priority in their life. Uh, I guess life missions and tasks in life. So the reason I brought up my economic and business background is because, like I said, in a daily operation, I have this like eyes of business at all time. So yeah. I tend to look at things from business perspective and I recognize the connection between like how life can connect with business, right? Mm -hmm. So basically I wrote that and I was using it without like saying anything about it. And then uh, at some point, my friends or people that I know would look at my journal, right? That, that I was doing the diet aisle of right. like doing that, uh, bringing in as a practice. And then people were inquiring about, about it. And I told them like, this is what I do. And then they found it very interesting. And then, um, you know, I also have this like a characteristic of like super positive, super like, you know, yeah. I guess, um, ass kicking <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when you need to get kicked in the end. Uh, um, yes. You know, I, I have this like a character as some sort of like a quote unquote, like a coach kind of personality. Right. That people ask me, why don't I write a book? And then at the time, I already had the ambition of like, oh, I want to have, eventually I want to have my own media. So I thought that this could be like a great opportunity for me to like hmm. start building my brand equity. Hmm. And that's how I came down to writing. Wow. Yeah, that's a great, great story, actually. And um, one of the questions, because you mentioned a lot how we define success and how we define failure, right? And one of the things that you have on your website is that as part of your story, you almost got kicked out of, uh, of high school, 
right? In Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did that had anything to do by the way you define success and failure in your life? Because then you went to um, USA, right? And major in business and economy, right? So how, how did I... Did I yeah. So I think the exact definition that I have today uh -huh. um, is just accumulation, like that as a, the result of all the experience that I had in my life, right? Yeah. So in essence, the fact that I almost got kicked out of high school did definitely contribute in the way that I think today. Mm. Uh, but at that time, I, ne I didn't necessarily see that as, oh, I succeeded, right? <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't think it was a success. More, yeah. Moreover, yeah. I kind of thought like, this is what the society is telling me that I'm not a success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> as you grow up like you kind of have more chance to look at the world from broader perspective and broader spectrum and now i just noticed like it was just it was an indication of me being a failure but i think it was my indication one of the very first indication of my character which was i was uh, i was more willing than anyone else Right. Like I was more courageous and willing than anyone else. Like the reason I almost got kicked out of high school was because basically because like I, I followed my intuition more than what the society tells you to do. Uh, right. Yes. And I know this is not unique to me. I know that this is not specific to me. What was specific to me was I had, I had the courage to follow my yeah. intuition regardless of the pressure we were yeah. getting from horizontally from other people or society. And I know that like many people wanted to do the same thing as I did, or I guess be who you are, right? Like, especially think about, think about it, like growing up in Japan and being in the Japanese like educational system, like right. it's really, it's extra hard. Like it's extra strict yeah, pressure. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's one of the good thing about Japan and one of the, bad thing about Japan, especially for a person like me, is that they don't like characters in people, you know? Like they, um, they, our culture is very driven by like respect. Our culture is very driven by like a community mindset. Everybody needs to, you know, consider others. And in the practicality, it's easier to make everybody the same person if you want to create a community versus like individual culture right uh, yeah. so in in practice i'm talking about in practice um it was not um a student like me wasn't the society's favor mm. um so you know sorry so back to your point i guess it, now i know better I think it was just the indication of me being more courageous mm. than other kids. Not my, not the indication that I was paid here. Wow. Yeah. And actually I feel personally, I think that that requires a lot of self-awareness, right? Like knowing what are you good at? And if you're like, if you don't want to actually follow those society rules or family rules or 
any type of rules that tells you, well, you have to, the definition of success is you have to go to college. You have to get a job right after college and get a, you get a job that actually pays well. You know, uh, I think there is that, that definition of success is so blurry. And right now, like you said, it got, I think it got lost in that like hustle life. And, um, I, I do actually like the way you describe, like people need to redefine what is success and failure in their lives. And as like, like you said at the beginning, like following or trying to find the purpose in life is something that you are no longer thinking is required. Is that right? So can you repeat once again? Like you, 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 you mentioned before that following or trying to find your purpose in life is mm -hmm. something that you stop believing in. Yeah, well, what I actually, when it comes to purpose, I have a very um, bold belief. I think okay. not okay. everybody can agree with what I believe in that. Okay. But what I say is there's no purpose in life. Huh. That is because that is because I I'm a very macro thinker. Like I I understand that I'm in this individual body, mm -hmm. and then things feel so tangible, right? Yeah. Like I have tangible things in here, uh -huh. but in the same token, I think this is essentially why I'm so courageous in life is because I understand that I'm part of bigger thing uh -huh. than individual person. Mm. You know, so the world will continue if you die, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> that's like that's my whole thing. Like that's my whole religion is that. Like, I don't mean anything, you know, in the end of the day. Huh. And what does that mean? That just leaves me with my ambition to live my life totally. And for me, to mm -hmm. live my life totally means I want to contribute to the advancement of humanity. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely don't want to be the negative force of anything by all means, right? Like, yeah. I definitely want to be the negative impact by all means. Uh -huh. uh, but the best I can do is do my best at trying to be helpful for others so that they can strive so that together we can strive like to a greater, greater future. There's the one concept that I talk about a lot uh, from econo economists, um, father of an economic, actually, uh, Adam Smith. Yeah. He, he speaks about invisible hand, right? In economy. Uh -huh. invisible basically that is to say economy is at the optimal place when there's no government intervention so when the government doesn't intervene to uh, to the economy economy needs equilibrium faster so that's what he says free free market he says hmm. but i i think i have i believe the same very same concept and i apply the same very theory i think that's applicable to the society as well hmm. i think there shouldn't be any force in telling people what they should strive for. Mm -hmm. Another very philosophical thing I often speak about is there's a space for everything. So even though it is not politically correct to say that there's a space for everything, I'm talking about everything. So negative event, positive event, both. Like without one or another, uh -huh. like we're not where we are today anyways, right? So yeah. things happen and then everything happened and because of that we come to the balance right like everything right. is just a part of the process of 
the progression of humanity, mm-hmm. regardless of good or bad, right? So in that matter, because we are human, we have this romance, we have this like, we wish this happened or we wish this I didn't wish, happen. Yeah. Of course, because we are emotional beings. That desire. Uh-huh. Exactly, desire. But I'm talking about, this is why I talk about macro thinking in life versus okay. micro thinking in life. Because micro thinking has a space. Micro thinking, I, I guess, basically allows people to have those emotions, allows these people to have um, like individual emotion of how their life should be. Like, you know, they feel happiness, they feel whatever, right? They feel sad, they feel, you know, um, smiley, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the macro thinking, when we talk about macro in terms of, you know, time, time frame, uh, at the universal level, for example, or the population level at right. the macro, like you don't mean anything, you know, like whatever you do, whatever you wish, you don't mean anything. That is like, let's say, you know, I wish if I had a boyfriend right now, I wish I was married already. And then if I get stuck in that thinking and start crying and just be miserable about like, why am I, why don't I have a boyfriend? I deserve a boyfriend, whatever. Like it doesn't mean shit. Because, I mean, the world is going to continue regardless of if I have a boyfriend or not, right? And then no one cares <laughs> if I have a boyfriend or not, right? Like, it's just me who, who suffers from it because I'm obsessing for myself, not understanding that I'm, I don't mean anything in this, like, entire world. I don't mean, like, me not having a boyfriend doesn't mean anything in the scale of, like, this universe, in the scale of this, like, yeah. entire world. Yeah. So this is why um, I talk about, um, you know, no matter how how much you try, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much if you're an individual person. But mm-hmm. that's not to discourage people, though. I mean, that, that actually, for me, that narration specifically gives me the courage to pursue whatever the fuck I want, right? So it's all about how you look at, like, it's all right here. There's no facts. It's just you coming up with a story that empowers you. And for me, this story works more than other stories because it feels more practical. It feels more logical for me. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, so when I speak about purpose of life, that's, that's how I look at life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about how the way you look at life, I'm intrigued yeah. in your title. You said this is a game of self-domination and it's very clear yeah. now what is it about like self-domination, but why is it a game? Yeah, the reason I say game is maybe at, by now you can probably tell, but I'm a very playful person. I'm very like, I don't take life too seriously kind of person <laughs> because I know that I don't mean anything at <laughs> the end of the day. So that works in an advantage too because yeah. I can with the ease and i i can fail but i don't let that failure as something that drives me but instead i can quickly come up with another narration that makes me push like that pushes me to even work harder right Mm -hmm. like so i don't i don't necessarily dwell on whatever people look at me as like judgment and all stuff like i just mm, i'm too happy person to deal with that but anyway so that being said, the reason I use the word game 
is because the way I look at life is um, it's okay if you fuck it up. Like it's, there's no problem at all. Like mm -hmm. you can be homeless today and as long as you don't give up, like you can come back all the time. Like there's no, there's no like, um, this is the end and then you're done, right? Like it's all about your willingness. It's all about how you, how you can come up with the stories. So, you know, I wanted to include the essence to say, you know, look, like, don't take life too seriously. Like life, yeah. you can, if you fuck it up today, you can like, you can next back day. in the game the <laughs> next day. Yeah. But that has to start from here. Like yeah. you are in charge. You, as long as you're willing to get back on the game, like you always have a second chance. You always mm -hmm. have like third chance, like how much ever you fuck up, like mm -hmm. you always have a chance, right? And then this was very hard for me to come to this point because in Japan, this is especially, this is something I found very interesting is Japan versus America. Like America is so entrepreneurial mm -hmm. that there's always second chance. There's always like, you know, if you fuck up your business, if you fuck up like, like the law even around like, you know, borrowing the loans, like, you know, everything like that. And also just, um, the infrastructure around entrepreneurship is just right. way better than Japanese society uh -huh. where Japan is m much more strict and mm, like hard for people okay. to fail. More like, structured? Uh-huh. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's impossible for you to like, you know, come back up and then try again, but it's just so mm, much more restrictions in Japan. I would say in terms okay. of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So it, it was really hard, you know, witnessing that growing up, I think for me to come to this point, it took me a lot of journey for me to come to this point. Oh, huh. interesting. Yeah, yeah. How would you define failure now? Um, honestly, I think I can't come up with the definition exactly right now because I intentionally removed the the definition of failure. Yeah, I can um, bet. <laughs> I think it just doesn't exist as long as. So I guess one thing I can say is the definition of failure is when you give up on yourself. Wow. That's a failure. Yeah. Like, yeah. because that's under your control. Like, I I definitely have empathy. I definitely uh, treat people with significance. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, by by all the experience I, that I had in the past, I think I today I'm much more empathetic person to people. And mm -hmm. when I see someone like suffering, not not complaining, but suffering, like really suffering. Yeah. All I want to do is just tell them, like, look, it's okay. Like, that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. The game. It's the game. Like, it's the game, yeah. Don't worry. Uh -huh. Like, practicality, right? Like, something yeah. sometimes just don't make sense for you to pursue anymore. That's okay, right? Like, if you are hurting, like, not complaining, but hurting, uh -huh. legit hurting, then all I want to do is just tell them it's okay mm. and just don't dwell and make a next opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's much more practical than blaming yourself, much more practical. Like you can produce the next move mm -hmm. instead of dwelling on your losses and failures and blaming yeah. on yourself. I, I don't think you have to do anything, right? Yeah. In Team Token, I think one definition I can come up with is uh, then would be if you give up on yourself because that's under your control, right? Uh -huh. Like you, that's something that you can take care of within your willingness. Uh -huh. That's not like a macro disruption or mm -hmm. something that's forced by someone else or something like that, right? Like it's, it's when you kind of still want something, but you come up with all these reasons why it's not working and kind of like, you know, comes to a conclusion with like a logical thinking, mm -hmm. like a logical reasons of why you shouldn't pursue anymore, even though your heart, heart is clearly telling you the otherwise. Mm -hmm. Intuition. Like, intuition is clearly telling you you need to keep going, but you know, you're too scared to this point where you kind of come up with all this like, you know, huh. uh, logical reasons why you shouldn't. Uh -huh. um, then I think that's a failure at that moment. But once again, it's a game. So you can come back up again mm -hmm. and then you can be a winner. Totally. So yeah. that's I like what the, I would say. Yeah, I, I like the way you describe it first. Like there is no definition of failure. Like there is no actual failure. Like, it's, it's all in your mind, right? And for some people, yeah. something might be a failure. For some others, it might be an opportunity or it might be a challenge. And like, and I bet like for so many people at the beginning of this pandemic, they define this as a failure worldwide. But some other people were just that the next day standing up and seeing business opportunities or launching their, their business online. You know, this gives them a push to, to do so. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. And I totally agree with that definition of yours. Like when you give up on yourself, that's it. That is the only failure that might exist. And I, that's something that I totally uh, resonate with. Uh, you have quite excellent insights. And uh, I hope mo uh, all of our um, listeners can get a, an, an insight on your book. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'll thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Sure. Thank you. Bye-bye.